welcome to episode 34, Sweetness of Scar Bears. I'm Chris DT Gordon. It is fantastically awesome that you are here today. Nate Barron and Britton Barron making the impossible possible, making me look and sound better than I have any right of doing. If you want them to work their magic on you and your creative projects, you can find them at Nate Barron. And speaking of creative projects, I am so excited that I am going to be featured in a book. Blue Talks has released not one, not two, but three volumes of inspirational stories. And I am included in volume three. If you want to pre-order your own copy of Blue Talks Presents, Business, Life, and the Universe, Volume 3, and maybe Volumes 1 and 2 as well. You can find it at blue, B-L-U, talksbook.com. So please check that out. I want my story to be shared and enjoyed and to be a help to anyone who can take some meaning from it. Well, today, speaking of Speaking of inspiration, I talk with my new friend, David Figueroa. Figueroa. He, like me, is a teacher of middle school students and a fitness enthusiast. However, he is so much more of a warrior than I am. He has been battling cerebral palsy all his life and has been making extraordinary strides in not only his own improvement in physical fitness, but helping others do the same. I really hope you enjoy our conversation. Today's sponsor is gas stations. Gas stations. If it weren't for them, what would a bad gift giver do? All right. I hope you enjoy my conversation with David. Hey, welcome to our conversation with David Figueroa. David, how are you today? I am doing pretty well. Uh, just... Uh you know, enjoying the time and, and enjoying the time for, be, for being here. For, it's, a, it's an honor and a privilege to be here on Scarborough. You're very, very nice show that you have going on so far. Thanks, David. I really appreciate that. And it is an honor and privilege for me to have you here. I have been looking forward to talking with you for some time now. And what I really like is we have quite a bit in common. Uh, first of all, we're both middle school teachers. Uh, and what do you teach in middle school, David? I teach uh, English language arts, so reading. I work with uh, kids that are inner city inner city children that have you know that come from may come from broken homes. You know they may have uh, parents that are working full time or parents that may have been caught up in the law, so they need that support in the school system. So that's where I come in. I kind of help uh, you know, of course, teach reading and English in the classroom. But I also double as a mentor for these children to kind of help them achieve that promise of, hey, if I can work really hard and I can, I can be around this person that is very influential in my life, I have something to look forward to later on. Now, that's fantastic. And I really applaud you for, for stepping up and filling that role for them. And so thank you very much. And uh, something else that we're, we have in common is we're both physically active. I like to run and perform in Taekwondo, and you like to uh, lift weights. Uh, but I think 
we have a little different reason for doing our activities. What's your reason for being so physically active, David? Oh, well, in that, in that retrospect, uh, well, I suffer from uh, cerebral palsy. So as you know, being born with cerebral palsy, your, your body tends to uh, break down quicker if you're not physically active. Um, I, believe it or not, I myself in my younger years used to be a three-sport athlete. So I used to do baseball, football, and cycling. And I was also a three-sport, uh, three-time state champion in cycling. I won three state titles from 01 to 03. And the reason I got into fitness or exercise for that matter was because uh, my doctors, of course, you know, they said, if I, didn't, if I didn't change my sedentary lifestyle, which, you know, when I was younger, I didn't really exercise. I didn't really think about the, the damage, the long-term damage I would, uh, of course, obtain by not exercising for years. Uh, when they mentioned it to me that, you know, I had to really change and, you know, I, I told myself either I'd end up back in the chair or I had to do something to better myself, you know, physically and be able to perform better in the long term. Because as, as I know it, CP, it doesn't go away. The only way you can manage it is by exercise, you know, by being active and by staying active. So that's kind of why I kind of got into it, into exercising. I, I got I gotcha. So before I do want to talk about that sedentary uh, um, session or uh, period in your life. But I do want to get back to that cycling. You said you were a three time state champion. Oh, yes, I was. Uh, I did the Special Olympics in Florida for that period of time. Uh, I competed uh, there for for three out of the four years. I won the state championship. Uh, one of the years I actually competed with a, uh, with a sprained knee because, uh, with my condition, I was actually, I actually knew, I actually had, um, double jointed. So my knee would consistently pop in and out without me knowing, um, I wasn't in pain or anything, but it was actually pretty, uh, pretty spectacular to see. Like people would ask like why my knee would pop out, but it, it was because of, you know, the, uh, the disability and the surgery, the surgeries that I've had that, ha that caused it to happen. Okay. Now what distance, I mean, what kind of distances are we talking about your cycling here? So I would do a 5k. So it'd be twice around the track or twice around like a, like a road course kind of, they would have it set up in the, cha in the championships. So I would do, do it twice. Okay. And so what, what's your fastest time doing that, doing that race? If I can remember, uh, it would be about two minutes and thirty seconds. Wait, you you did the did a lap in two minutes and thirty seconds. That no total, two minutes and thirty seconds. But the lap, I did it in a minute and about a minute and fifteen. And that's a five k. That would be in the on the track, going around twice. Okay, Ooh, that's flying. Very cool. And what kind of bike do you use for that? I used to use a Trek. So the Trek racing bikes with the really thin tires. And what I would do with that, with the, with the bike was uh, my, my dad, but both my parents used to kind of help me, you know, get the practices and competitions. He figured out a way to take my, the chair at the time that I had, I used to have a wheelchair. 
And you know the footrest that you have? He used to take those footrests and he modified it. So he actually put he put screws on the footrest onto where you used to used to pedal the bike on the pedals of the bike. So when he did that, uh, it allowed me to kind of strap in my my feet onto the bike and then be able to pedal using my own power. Not only that, but we took um, you know the scooters, the, the wheels for the scooters. He made uh, the um, the the rails. He actually put screws on the on the bike itself, and he made the the scooter wheels kind of like assisted training wheels because my balance, uh, you know, as you know, with CP isn't that good. So by doing that, I made a, a racing bike, and it's kind of an adaptive racing bike. Wow, that's that's really cool. It's very. Uh... Uh, very ingenious. Now, did were they obviously if they allowed you to uh, use that to race, it was okay to modify the bikes in those ways for the Special Olympics? Yes, um, it, it was. I never got into any any issues with it at all. Like they didn't say anything about you know modifying or whether it was wrong or not. Because as I feel as as you asked that, it brings me back to Oscar Pistorius which I don't know if you know him, but he used to be a Blade Runner for the Paralympics. Yes, yes. And, and, he, yes. and he, used to, he used to always get, um, uh, I guess, criticism for competing with uh, Blades because he would, he would outrun his competition, which was able-bodied at the time. He, yes. So um, I competed there for four years. I then took a brief hiatus, and then there was talk about me coming back uh, to possibly compete in the Paralympics, which they were scouting me because I was I was that good at the time. But my body over the years was kind of was went through wear and tear, you know, competing in three different sports. My body was just like ravaged, and I couldn't um, I couldn't compete anymore. So I chose with uh, they were offering me a sponsorship contract with a lot of different sponsors and money and you know an actual professional training facility. But I told myself. What good is your what good is competing when your body's ravaged but you have your mind and you can still influence others, not just competing, but being a professional speaker or being a teacher. So I said, you know, I'll just retire and maybe in a few years if I feel good enough, I can go back into it. Well, that's great. Um, no, I, I was uh, wondering now going back to the area in your life when you said you were sedentary, um, was that before or after the uh, the time where they're asking you to come back? Um, that was before. So during the time, during when I, when I had come back, I was still, you know, active. I was in the best, I was pretty much in the best shape of my, my life, you know, I was injury free. I was very, very strong. I could still, I could still, you know, hold my own. And, uh, you know, it's always good to step back and to reflect, um, how you are physically and to take that break, you know, because sometimes being, being an athlete, I, I know, I know we both have, we both have this in common. It can take a toll on you mentally and physically because you're always thinking about your competition. You're always thinking about how to improve. You're always thinking about in, in what way can I strategize to beat my competition or to do better? You know, and it's hard. It's difficult. So yeah, that mental, that, you know, that mental block can sometimes be a, a struggle. And so 
what really got you back into the game? What, you know, what, what helped you get out of that? Well, I, I, uh, I originally missed it. I, I missed uh, being, being, being able to compete, you know, that, that thrill of being able to entertain the audiences and just my love and passion for the sport. You know, I, I've always, I always have love and passion for the sport. And, you know, I feel like it was a way to show people, hey, you know, I may have CP and I may suffer from this disability, but I have, I have the edge and the hunger of anybody that would like to compete, you know, any, any athlete, you know, it shouldn't stop you from achieving success. So that's kind of the main reason why I got into it. I got back into it. Well, that's, uh, I, I know I see you on Instagram now and on Facebook. And so, yeah, I can definitely tell you're back into it. Uh, what made, what helped you make the switch from uh, cycling to weightlifting? I know you said that, you know, a lot of it was that wear and tear. But what was it about weightlifting that really spoke to you? I, I really, um, when I first started, um, I just had to figure out a way to uh, stay in shape and to uh, – better myself and when I first started I wasn't really uh too keen on going to the gym because it was so exhausting you know just to just to go into just to go there and do the do the routines and um just uh, getting through it was just completely difficult but then over time I started seeing results you know little by little of my movement how how I how I walked uh my strength you know in general of, of lifting you know whether it be like a backpack or like you know, a uh, garbage bag or any, any, any small item in the house that I couldn't lift before or do a certain movement, I started seeing improvement. And then um, also, you know, by, by staying in shape, um, I can, I can, you know, there's a, there's a longevity factor, you know, my longevity increases, you know, versus if you're sedentary all the time, you're going to put on the weight and it's not the good kind of weight either. You know, you're going to be, you're going to be getting, you're going to be getting weight and it's difficult for you to move around. And I know that for my body, by, by staying active and staying fit and going into weightlifting, um, I've been actually been able to do better and I feel better about myself. And I feel by getting into weightlifting, you know, you can see, you can see that people are like, you know, whoa, this, this guy who has a disability, who has cerebral palsy is lifting all this weight. And it's like, I, I try, I try to do something like that. I can't do it, you know, but it's just a matter of, uh, your positive mindset, you know, having the willpower to step in every day and just getting, just getting to it, just getting it done, you know, just yes. being positive. You know, I think that is, that is so important for people to know that it doesn't matter what you have going for you or against you, that it's all up here. It's all what you believe. And, and so exactly. now that you've entered the weightlifting realm, what have you accomplished there? Well, I've, I've, uh, I've definitely felt an increase in, in my power. Um, when I used to do cycling, I used to, it used to be about, a lot about cardio and, and running. But as you know, as you get older, uh, your body is not the same. You know, I'm, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm almost 30 years old, but there's some days where my body feels like it's 40 and 50. It feels like it's 
breaking down, but it's just, you know, part of life. You know, your, your body's not going to be the same. You have to find a way to adapt into it. 40 isn't that bad, I'll tell you, David. It's, 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 it's not all, you know, it's not all the horror show that people may make it sound out, make it sound to be. So don't worry about that. But I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and, uh, um, I have also, uh, learned to, uh, manage, uh, I guess how much I can do, you know, teaches you, uh, limitations, you know, how much you can lift, how much you can lift, how much you can do. Because at the end of the day, it's not about it's not about quantity and how much you can do. It's about how well you can do it. Because a lot of people think, oh, I want to go into weightlifting. Weightlifting's all about increasing your weight and doing all this weight and uh, you know doing it as fast as you can and seeing results quickly. Well, um, I hate to I hate to break it to to that, but it's not that's not all the case, and it's not all all what it's lived up to be. It's about, you know, taking your time. It may take a month, it may take years, but if you learn how to do it properly and safely, you can get the results you want. Yes, and I think a lot of people they disregard how much impor- how much importance should be put upon form. Because your body is a machine when it comes down to it. And if the machine is out of alignment, that affects almost everything else depending on what you're doing yeah i mean it's it's um i know i've had my fair share of injuries whether uh through when i used to do sports or uh even weightlifting uh just before covid i was actually uh dealing with a lot of injuries from from lifting and uh just from uh you know because i I travel to work every day so it was was very put, put a toll on my body so um, at the last injury I suffered was a lower back injury and it took me, it took me out for about a good four weeks, good month and a half. Um, and I couldn't lift and, uh, doctor said just to take it easy. Um, you know, because I was lifting way too much weight and I learned my lesson to, uh, just slow down. Don't worry about the amount of weight you're lifting, but worry about your form. So I, I took it upon myself to invest in a weightlifting belt. And use it every time I, I would I would lift it. It helps a lot. Yep, it's smart. It's uh, yeah, like you said, you know, when you get older, you have to take those other precautions. And so, yeah, I think that's really good. I mean, it's I think also it's good that you're showing people that it's okay that if you need that extra tool, you know, to get the job done. It, you know, it all what matters in the long run is that you do it safely. And you do it, as you said, to the greatest quality that you can. Exactly. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. You know, just it just. Uh, well, you have to you have to practice self-care, you know, take, take care of yourself. That if if you don't feel good one day, you don't have to you don't have to go to the gym. You can just take it easy. Um, you know, and a lot of people think that results come from going into the gym every day. Uh every time of the hour but in reality you get results when you're resting after every workout you do you know sleep is important diet is important sleep diet and your mental uh fitness are essentially 90 percent of the workout 10 percent is physical you know if you have your diet 
your mentality and everything else down, you'll see those results. That's, that's important to hear. So thank you for sharing that, David. So I know that you have your Facebook page and your Instagram account. What is your overall goal with those uh, social media outlets? What do you want to do? Well, um, my overall goal with those pages is to uh, hopefully bring about influence to people, be it be an influencer, uh, show people that uh, regardless of any disability you have, you can achieve any goal that's in front of you. Um, that it's it's not the end. It's not the end of the world just because you have a physical disability, a mental disability, an invisible disability, which people tend to discredit. You know, there's a lot of people with invisible disabilities out there that are trying to achieve goals, and I want to show that um, there is no limit to what you can do regardless of any disability you might have, um, that it's not, um, it's not difficult to achieve and it's not impossible. You know, you, you can do it. So that's kind of why I chose to do those uh, social media outlets and kind of why I got into it. Um, if I might go into detail, for, for years, I spent time kind of dabbling into it uh, I've had individuals, friends of mine, family of mine, that would be like, hey, you should get into motivational speaking or you should get into, into use your talents to influence others. Um, and over the years I said, you know, it's not going to get me anywhere. I don't feel like it's going to be a huge influence or huge impact. Uh, you know, and, and it wasn't until 2018 that I, I said to myself, uh, you know, the heck with it. Why don't I just go for it and we'll see where it goes. And uh, I was I was so wrong. I mean, I've gotten so many messages from people, from parents of their children saying that, you know, they've seen my blog or they've seen my page and they're like, you know, I wish my child ends up being like you one day. And that's the best part of it. That's the best part of doing this, what I do. Well, I know I greatly appreciated, you know, seeing you you know, we're working out every day and being that beacon of hope and light for everyone. So I greatly appreciate that. If there were one message that you were to give people right now, what would that be? Um, that message would be that um, never, never give up hope on your dreams. Uh, always remember that people, people do look up to you. Even though you don't, you don't think that uh, people do value you, people do appreciate you, regardless of disability or any kind of difficulty you face in life. Um, the thing that I tell this, I use this saying always when I when I speak in front of different groups and organizations. But people with disabilities, they can be they can be teachers, they can be lawyers, they can be athletes. They can be anything they set their mind to, mind to be. It's about uh, what's in here and your heart. You know, if, if you believe in yourself every day and you push yourself every day, then you will, you will achieve success and you'll achieve your goals. Versus if you pity yourself every day and you're always negative and you don't 
push yourself to the very limit every day, then you'll then you'll fall and you won't achieve your goals. Um, the, the the main the main um, of course I've had a, a major influence in my life and that was my my stepmom. She's she was all she would always tell me, hey my pity box is broken. You can do it, you know. I I I believe in you. Don't don't give up on what you're trying to do. And uh, she definitely pushed me every step of the way. Um, everything I would do. And so I want to I want to let people around me know that uh, you know, if you have a good positive support system too, uh, they can help you get ahead. Whether it's a teacher, your your parents, your friends. That's what's always important. What's always important is is your friends and your family, but at the end of the day, it's up to you whether you want to uh, achieve your goals or not. Excellent. Well, thanks, David. I greatly appreciate you sharing that. What do you have going on in the near future? You know, what's your next goal? Well, right right now I'm currently, um, well, with the program that I work for uh, in our schools, it's called AmeriCorps. Have you heard of AmeriCorps before? I have. I currently serve with uh, OPAS, which is the middle school side of, of the program. I have served for four years, which is the maximum amount of time you can serve. Um, I'm currently a team lead for my own, my own, uh, my own team, my own group. So I've, I've done that for three years. Uh, I was the member of the year in 2019. Um, and hopefully my main goal, the, re the reason I kind of got into public speaking was because of this program. This program helped me jumpstart the what I what I'm doing now, and uh, after my after my four years is done, hopefully I can go into this possibly full time. I know it's difficult because it's it's considered self employment. So um, hopefully that's the case. You know, it's about uh, seeing where the time go the time goes after I finish the program, and we'll go from there. Excellent. Well. The best of luck in your endeavors, David. And and finally, my last question that my audience loves to hear the answer to, what is your favorite dinosaur? Oh, my favorite dinosaur is a T-Rex because they're 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 uh they're go-getters. They they go after everything they 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 want. You know, and I feel like I I can relate to a T-Rex cuz I always I'm always a go-getter and a risk taker. And I always want to achieve, I always want to go after I, what I want, you know, whether it's, it's uh, accomplishing that goal of inspiring people or being fit or getting back into competition. Uh, it's always about, you know, being hungry and staying humble and just thanking the people that got you there every day. Well, that's, uh, that, that's a good dinosaur to emulate. The T-Rex, I agree. All right, David. Well, thank you very much for your time. I greatly appreciate the conversation and uh, please have a great day. Hey, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with David. If you want to reach out to him, you can find him at his website, linktr.ee forward slash David SCP Fitness 65. Kind of like Thunderkiss 65. I wonder if he's old enough to enjoy that joke. You can also find him on Instagram at David SCP Fitness. He's on YouTube at David SCP Fitness. And you can also find him on his own podcast, 
Cerebral Palsy and Fitness Podcast. That's on Anchor. Again, please check out bluetalksbook.com to pre-order your own edition of Blue Talks Presents Business, Life, and the Universe, Volume 3, to find my inspirational story and a few others as well. And if you want to get a good deal, you can also purchase volumes one and two at a discounted rate. Please like, subscribe, share, other verbs, my podcast episode here, as well as the YouTube episode, and just share the word. I want my stories to get out to help inspire people because if a story isn't shared, it's not that, you know, it's not doing its job. So please share these stories. All right, am I forgetting anything? Uh, I don't think so. I said the book, I mentioned David stuff. I talked about the website. Uh, it's coming good. Oh yeah, if you celebrate, have a Merry Christmas, uh, Merry Kwanzaa, uh, Merry Life Day. I hope you had a great Hanukkah. And if you don't celebrate any of those, just have a great day. All right. Thanks a lot for being here. Pass on perfection and go for greatness.